are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Tiny Gonzalez. You can find me at Dane Gonzalez on Twitter. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and on SeahawkMaven at SI.com. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter. That's cpat one one. Be sure to check out our Patreon, where we talk more about the Mariners and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. We will have a new episode on there tomorrow. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. But on today's episode of Lockdown Mariners, we will be talking about yet another brutal blowout loss at Minute Maid Park. This series starting a lot like the last one the Mariners played down in Houston, dropping the first game to the Astros by a score of 11 to 2 on Monday night. We'll assess the damage and then we'll discuss whether or not this team would be better off with Taylor Trammell than Jared Kelnick. And we'll get you set for tonight's matchup between Logan Gilbert and Jake Odorizzi. If this is your first time joining us on Locked On Mariners, welcome to the show. Please give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. Colby, not a ton of positives to take from an 11-2 loss, especially with a golden opportunity to make up ground in the AL wildcard race. Both the Red Sox and the Yankees losing last night. The Mariners had a chance to pull within two games back. But now they're instead tied with the Toronto Blue Jays for that first team out of the second wild card, three games back of the Red Sox. Abraham Toro provided the lone offensive production for the Mariners on the night, driving in two on a double, but it was a rough night for him defensively. Bad night all around for the defense, actually. And we're going to be talking more about that in the show. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi walked three batters in a row to start the second inning, but He then induced a would-be double play ball. However, Toro commits an error, and what would have been a one-run for two-out situation turned into two runs and none out, and the Astros went on to score six runs in the inning and forced Kikuchi out of the game before he could escape the second. A lot of misses with the fastball for Kikuchi. It was more of what we've mostly seen from him since early July, and his regression could not have come at a worse time. Colby, what should the plan be? with Kikuchi over his final uh, few starts the rest of the way, because you can't really rely on him right now, but you also can't really justify taking him out of the rotation because you don't really have any other options. Yeah, there's, there's nothing really you can do. Um, You're kind of stuck with what this is. And, and, you know, it's, it's worth noting that uh, Kikuchi was pretty good his last time out. And this is also the third time in his last four starts he's faced Houston. Um, so they're pretty familiar with him at this point. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things that you just don't have another option. I mean, it's James Paxson's not walking through that door. Um, and there still is certainly upside with Kikuchi. So just kind of have to wear this one and and accept that this is kind of who he is and and what you're going to get is a big mystery. You don't know what Kikuchi you're going to get on a day in a day out basis. So it's really not much you can do. You can be a little more, uh, quick with the hook. Um, so to speak, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough situation for Scott to be in where yes, every single game matters and you're trying to win every single game. But at some point, you know, you can't, you can't just say, well, 
screw tomorrow. I have to try and win this game today when it's already, you know, four to nothing or whatever. So it, mm. it's just, you're in a really tough spot there. So he got Kikuchi out after an inning and two thirds. I, I thought that was, I mean, I thought it, he'd left him in there too long. Um, after mm. three straight walks, I'm taking out pretty much any pitcher. <laughs> mm. Um, but you know, guys have to get ready and all that stuff, but, uh, obviously he didn't have it. And then after, after, you know, the damage was done, he probably should have just left him in because you, I know you've done it once or twice, but you're not coming back from a six run deficit against Lance McCullers. Like that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so make him wear it a little bit and it, it sucks to do that to a player, but Hey, you know what? I got to think about, uh, Tuesday and, and Wednesday because those games matter too. And you know, I kind of got lucky a little bit. Boston lost. Um, Oakland's off today. Uh, you know, the Yankees lost as well. So uh, Toronto is now tied with me, but I'll take that and and uh, try and save my bullpen. So not much you can do. Um, you're just kind of stuck with what you have at this point. Yeah, you just kind of have to um, to eat it because you you just you have no other other uh, place to turn really. I mean. Would you rather have Robert Duggar, Ian McKinney, et cetera, than Yusei Kikuchi? Probably not. Probably not. I think you're going to just, you know, take your chances and, and see what Kikuchi can give you uh, on a nightly basis. And, you know, really, it, you you made a great point there. Last three starts or last uh, three of or three of his last four starts, rather, have come against the Astros. And that's statistically the best offense of baseball this year. So... Um, you know, hopefully he, he gets it figured out against, you know, once he starts pitching against some other teams here, I think his next start will be against Arizona. Am I correct on that? Um, is that who they uh, play next? Yes. Yeah. So he, he will be in the like second to last or, or final game in that series. So that's a good soft landing spot for him. Not a great lineup there. Definitely better, you know, uh, uh, than, uh, than you'd think, uh, especially with Cattell Marte back in there, but um, definitely a, a much softer landing spot there for him. So hopefully he can bounce back there and, um, you know, give them some quality innings the rest of the way because they're really going to need it. But I think, you know, it, the, the, leash ha- the leash has to be short with him the rest of the way now. That If you see any signs of these struggles, you got to yank them because right now you're in the middle of a, a playoff race and you can't just you know, wait and see with him anymore. Wait and see if he can figure it out. You got to be very quick on that yank with him. Um, Cause if not, it's just going to blow up in your face and you're going to see, you know, this happen because you say is not very, he, he hasn't shown an ability to be able to bounce back from, um, from adversity in game. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time it's, it's usually if things go South, things are going to stay South. And, um, you just got to be you got to be you got to be quick on that trigger the rest of the way here, because if, if not, you're just going to you're going to suffer a blowout loss at a very critical time in the season where you just can't take those L's anymore. No, I, I if you can avoid it. Right. And, and you know, like you said, you say is not a guy who finds it. He either has it or he doesn't. Um, and it's mm-hmm. pretty evident, pretty clear. I mean, even the double play ball that was botched was pretty hard hit and. And mm-hmm. when he wasn't walking guys, he was giving up hard, loud contact. It was just a mess. And, and you knew that wasn't going to get better because you say it's not a guy who finds it on the mound mm-hmm. hardly ever. It's not part of his skill Um, And I don't know, I, I, like I get it, but also 
for me, it's you're carrying like an 11, 10-man uh, bullpen right now. What's the point of doing that if you're not going to be super quick with, with you, say, when you know he doesn't have mm. it? What's the yeah. point? It, you yeah. don't need 15 pitchers, you know, um, if you're not going to be very aggressive with your bullpen. Um, so I yeah. don't really get it. Um, not to mention a couple of those guys can give you multiple innings like Sheffield and, and, and Andres. Andres. Yeah. And which they did yesterday, but it just, I mean, I don't know when it, when a guy walks two in a row, you should probably get somebody up right away, um, mm-hmm. and get them hot. And then certainly after the double play botch, get him out of there. Uh, cause nothing good is going to happen after that. So, uh, it's, it was, you know, simultaneously Scott left him in too long. And then when the damage was done, he, he took him out too quick. So mm-hmm. kind of a t- fine line you have to walk sometimes as a manager, but you know, these are the decisions that, that set you up, you know, how good is how, in how good of shape is your bullpen today? Um, mm-hmm. and it's, in, it's in pretty good shape and they have the off day on Thursday, so it shouldn't be awful, but. Um, those are the things, man. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a game so you don't sacrifice two. Mm-hmm. Real quick, you know, before uh, jumping to our next segment, what are your overall thoughts about Yusei Kikuchi, the pitcher, right now? I would say this. If, if you're the Seattle Mariners and Yusei Kikuchi is back on anything more than the one-year $13 million uh, player option, uh, you have failed as an organization, uh, this guy cannot be a part of your long-term plans. Uh, I'm not wild about even a two-year deal at a similar AAV. I just, he's not a guy that you can rely upon. He'll, he'll take the ball every five days. He hasn't missed a start due to injury yet, but you never know what you're going to get ever since they made the change back to a five-man rotation. He's been mediocre at best. Um, and you know, bad more more often than not is probably the more accurate way to, to phrase that um he, he can't be you can't go into next year saying yep you say kikuchi is one of my five starting pitchers you can't do it you have to be better than that because you just you can't sit around and just oh well you know he'll figure it out he'll figure it out we're three years in now and we're about we have about as much you know information from this year saying that he's bad as we do that said he was good and so I like the guy. I, I, I obviously he has very good stuff, and when he's on, he's you know a number three, number two type of arm. Um, but you never know when he's going to be on. You don't know for how long that's going to ha- that's going to be the case, and and you just you cannot rely on that guy. So if if Kikuchi is back on any kind of multi year deal, uh, I think that's a pretty big failure on the Mariners' part, unless it's such a ridiculous value that right. you know you'd be dumb not to, not to like, if it's two years at, at 15 million total, then fine, whatever. But, uh, you Mm -hmm. have to protect yourself here in Kikuchi. You cannot rely on that guy for anything right now. So, um, Mm -hmm. I, I very confident they're going to decline that option. Um, and right now I'm pretty confident Kikuchi is going to take that option because he has been bad for the last two months. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine that he's going to get much more than 13 million, uh, you know, next year from somebody who doesn't know him as well as Seattle does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to get more dependability in this rotation. And it's not just dependability in terms of health. It's also production. And you can't rely on that from, from UC, even though that he was your lone all-star this year, even though that he was fantastic through the first half of the season for at least most of it. Um, you just, he hasn't shown you any reason really to rely on him and the the struggles just continue 
here into September at a very critical time in the Mariners season. And it's just, uh, I'm not sure how, how you move forward with that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it turns out and we'll see how he's able to finish out the rest of the way. Uh, coming up, despite a solid series in Arizona, Jared Kelnick has reverted back to his struggles at the plate. Uh, but there's another part of his game that's had some serious regression as well. We're going to tell you what that is and whether or not there's a solution to the problem in a moment. But first, a reminder that this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance, but that's not the case with Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup where you name your stakes and winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. With Stat Hero, you are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on. So we all know how much Jared Kelnick has struggled at the plate this year. Of course, he's had his moments. He had a game-winning single against the Diamondbacks this past weekend. He's hit for some power. But overall, he's been a rough watch for most of the year. And now it's becoming more than just the bat. Kelnick's glove has gotten progressively worse as as time has gone along. We've seen him whiff on balls. We've seen him take some really strange routes. And it's becoming a bit of a problem. Colby, what have you noticed about Kelnick's defense lately, and what about it is troubling to you? It's it's almost like he's a newborn deer out there sometimes. You know, you mentioned the bad routes in Arizona. No idea where the wall was, and he pulled up, and that cost him a couple runs. Um, you know, yesterday he went backwards on a ball that was clearly a jam shot, and then he had to run in, and they couldn't make the play. And, and it, it's it's bad. He's not getting good reads. He's not taking great routes. He's butchering balls that are on the ground. We've seen him drop a couple, uh, on the transfer. We've seen him just kind of kick one or two. Um, it's, it's bad. Um, it appears that he's carrying his offensive struggles out into the field with him. And if that's the case, then, you know, whether he's the only center fielder on the roster or not, it's not good for the player and it's hurting your team. So Mm -hmm. we're getting dangerously close to a point where, you know, worse defense or not, Jared Kelnick cannot remain on the major league roster, um, or at very least he mm-hmm. cannot be out there in center field every single day because mm-hmm. it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And, and at some point you have to protect the player over, you know, these 10% playoff odds. And I, I think we're, if we're not there already, we're days away from that. Um, I don't think the Mariners are going to pull that trigger, though. Um, Mm. But I I think they should strongly consider it. So, you know, we've talked in the past about, you know, who do you replace Kelnick with? Because you don't really have many options right now. Jake Fraley is on the IL. You have Marcus Wilson, who strikes out a ton um, on the 40-man roster. You have Luis Liberato down in, in AAA. You have 
Eric Folia down in AAA. You also have Taylor Trammell, who's been with you a couple times and has had some moments, but since being sent down to AAA on uh, July 15th, Trammell's hit 212, 330, 315 with a 67 WRC+, 22.8% strikeout rate. But again, if Kelnick isn't even contributing to you uh, defensively, if he's hurting you defensively, rather, along with the, you know, consistently bad offense, aside from, you know, a couple games here and there, would you be worse off with, with Taylor Trammell than, than Jared Kelnick? Because at least Trammell played a pretty good center field when he was up with the, with the big league club uh, this year. Yeah. To me, I, I think we're there, you know, so I would, uh, I, I think I would make that change because like you said, you know, is the back going to be, you know, a big upgrade over Kelnick? No, probably not. And even Kelnick has shown some moments uh, at the plate where it looks like he's like the at-bats are better, but they're still not good a lot of the time. Um, so yeah, it's the, the bat is probably going to be a wash, but the glove itself is going to be better with Taylor Trammell. Uh, he's more mature. He can handle that that struggle at the plate without taking it out to the field with him. Uh, you know, he's played professional baseball longer than Kelnick has, so um, he's he's more suited, I think, to to be that guy. Um, and so, yeah, to me, you know, it, it's look, it's not great for for Trammell to come up and struggle either. But right now, you know, Kelnick is digging himself a deeper and deeper hole, and and you know, you do have to worry about his psyche and and how that's going to. Uh, that's going to play into what's happening here. So yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. It is, but you know, I, I think you have to do what's best for the player uh, in this case. And that's Kelnick. And what's best for the player is taking some pressure off of him and, uh, and, you know, really, uh, you know, trying to help him get back into the right headspace where he can actually help you um, maybe in a couple weeks, but more realistically, probably uh, next year. Yeah, yeah. I just you, you got to do something about this. And I think with Trammell, you know, at least we've seen some stuff with the power this year, and, and uh, for some reason the the power really hasn't translated uh, back to uh, Tacoma uh, on his second stint in Tacoma, which is weird because he was dominating um, in Tacoma in his first stint down there. I'm I'm wondering if there's a, a swing change there, uh, some kind of mm-hmm. mechanical tweak, and it's just it's not carrying over in the games quite as well as you would hope right now. But mm. again, Trammell is, is going to give you like Trammell can give you everything that Kelnick's giving you at the plate right now. And his defense mm. is just going to be better. Um, you know, and there, there is a point of diminishing returns here where look, for example, right. Just like catcher. We see a lot of Tom Murphy. We see a lot of Cal Raleigh. We haven't seen Terence behind the plate. I think maybe twice since he was recalled. Um, I get it. Terence has not been a good defensive catcher, but we're to the point now where you kind of need your best offensive player out there um, because mm-hmm. you can win games eight to seven. You you can't win games, you know, zero to negative one. You know what I mean? So at some point, there's a tipping point where defense just kind of you sacrifice it because you need that offensive player, and you don't want to do that at catcher or center field or shortstop or you know it really anywhere up the middle. Um, but we're getting there, and, and if 
if you know Tremel can come up and and even for two weeks be an average big league bat, um, that's a tremendous upgrade over what you have right now in center field. So uh, it's mm. probably worth looking at. And you know, like I said, Kellnick's been better, but still pretty bad. Over his last 32 games, he's hitting 203, 280, 373, um, which again, bad. But uh, you know, considering uh, on the day he was called, he was he was demoted. He was hitting 096, 185, 193. It is improvement. So yeah, it just it would be nice to be able to just give him the rest of this year and see what he can do. But I I don't know with 24 games left if that's what a contending team should be doing. Well, it's just you, you don't really have any other options. And uh, you probably should have traded for an outfielder at the trade deadline. Probably shouldn't have mm-hmm. stopped the train at just Abraham Toro with uh, with the bat acquisitions. But, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, I guess. Uh, shifting our focus back to the Mariners' current series with the Astros, we're going to look at tonight's matchup and tell you if Seattle can do some damage off of Jake Odorizzi. Before that, however, let me tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com In the middle game of the Mariners three-game set with the Astros, it will be Logan Gilbert versus Jake Odorizzi tonight. The last time these two faced off, which was just last week, at T-Mobile Park, the Mariners won by a score of one to nothing. But it's been a bit of a struggle getting to Oda Rizzi for the Mariners this year. Just hitting 189, 302, 338 off the righty in four starts this year. They have driven in nine runs, all earned in 20 and a third innings pitch. You'd like to see the bats get uh, going a bit more here. Uh, Colby, how do they get that done? <sighs> they become brand new hitters overnight. Um, 
yeah, you know, it's lately the problem has been they, they, they build these opportunities and then nobody can come up with the big hit. Uh, and it's, it's been very frustrating and it's, it's quite annoying that it seems like every night there'll be three guys who are having a good night at the plate and then six who are just kind of hanging on waiting for the other three to get a big hit. You, you can't do that. You need to have a lineup that can hurt you one through nine. And if you can't do one through nine, it's gotta be one through eight. And if you can't do that, it's gotta be one through seven, like whatever you need that to click right now. And, and Odorizzi is not a uh, overpowering guy. He's kind of a kitchen sink number four starter. Who's pretty much kept the Mariners off balance. And, and it's, it's inexcusable how, how well Odorizzi has pitched against Seattle. So, um, mm-hmm. cause he's just, he's not that type of guy. And, and I mean, sure. Maybe he goes six and gives up three, but you know, that's better than what the Mariners have been doing off of Odorizzi. I would take that. So yeah, you just, you kind of have to, kind of have to go up there with it with a better game plan because what they've been doing isn't working and when you have an opportunity to score off of him you need to take advantage of it you need to come up with that big hit you i mean can we have the bases lo- be loaded once and not just get a sacrifice fly like yeah how about a double yeah. how about a base yeah. clearing double can somebody do that for me tonight i mean grand slam obviously great but aside like that's not that likely so how about a double? Can somebody hit a freaking double with the bases loaded instead of, oh, well, there's a soft ground ball. Is it going to turn two? Uh, nope. All right, we got one. And then the next guy pops out or strikes out. And we get one out of bases loaded, one out. Can somebody hit a freaking double? I mean, I, I don't care who at this point. Somebody do it. I, the number of times Colby you have bases has activated loaded. the Mariners hit a double challenge. I just The number of times the past, I don't know, 10 days or so, the Mariners have had the bases juiced and they go strike out, sacrifice fly, ground out mm-hmm. and get one yeah. run out of that. Oh, it's, it's just, incredibly frustrating. It's insane. Put the ball yeah. in play. Yeah. For the love of God, make them make a play at least. I just ugh, yeah. it's so frustrating to sit there and go, "Oh, well, I wonder how they're going to figure out how to get one or zero out of this situation." Just figure something out. I I don't care what it yeah. is. Run a suicide squeeze. Do something. Like I don't care. Figure out a way to get more than one in those situations. And if you don't do that, you're going to get your doors blown off by the Houston Astros, particularly in Minute Maid Park. You don't stand a chance if you don't take advantage of those bases loaded, one out situations or those you know runners on second and third and, and nobody out situations. You need to take advantage of that. You need to put crooked numbers on the scoreboard or you are going to lose. It's really that simple. Yeah. And you're going to lose big too, because this is a, these games are going to be high scoring affairs, at least for one side, right? Uh, this, this ballpark is very um, conducive to, you know, high run totals. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to have to win a game. Like, like you said earlier, eight to seven, seven to six, something like yep. that. That's how you're going to have to win these games against, uh, against Houston down in Houston, because crazy things happen in that ballpark. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, and that, that offense is really good. <laughs> it's a really I, good offense for that is. ballpark. I, I think you've reached the maximum number of times you can beat the Astros one to nothing in the season. Oh yes. It's, it's two. All right. So stop trying to yeah. go for a third time doing that. Yeah. Somebody get a freaking hit with the bases loaded. Just so for Logan Gilbert, you know, solid bounce back start for him against uh, this very same team last week. Yeah. You know, how does he stay on the right track and, and keep a win within reach tonight? 
it's he's got to have the slider. Um, there's yeah. it's really it comes down to that. We know the fastball is going to be a solid pitch for him. We know that um, it's the one pitch we can kind of count on for him, with him to throw strikes with. Um, mm-hmm. It's a right-handed heavy lineup, so the changeup. It would be great if he could show that against Tucker and and Alvarez and Brantley. Um, mm-hmm. But really, what it's going to come down to is: Does he have the slider? Can he get? Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve and Yuli Gurriel, can he get them to to whiff? Can he get them to to not have hard mm-hmm. hard contact off of that slider? And last time he was able to do that. Can he do it in back to back starts against the same team? Eh, not loving my chances with that one, but sure. who knows? It's it's certainly not impossible, but I just mm-hmm. eh, you know I, I don't I, I don't trust it. Um, but that's really what it's going to come down to. And, and we'll know, you know, the funny thing with Gilbert is, is that you like to say, Oh, we'll know early if he has his stuff. We really won't because typically the first time through the lineup, he's fine. It's that second time through where, you know, he loses the release point or he loses feel and the sliders bouncing away in the left-handed batters boxes. And, and the changeup is, you know, in the right hand is in, in the middle of the right-handed batters box. So, yeah, it's kind of a time bomb situation with Gilbert right now. You're kind of waiting for him to go off, and, and if he doesn't, then you have a good chance to win. But if he does, this game's probably over before it started. So you're just hoping that you get good Logan Gilbert, but anytime a pitcher sees a, a good offense and back-to-back starts, I'm automatically going to assume that that second start is going to be worse than the first one. Um, but hey, I am more than happy to be, uh, to say, you know, I was wrong tonight if, if that's the case. And, and Logan does have that upside. So, uh, you never say never, but, uh, yeah, I'm not loving the odds of, of a repeat performance from, uh, from Logan tonight. Yeah. Score some runs guys. It would be the, uh, the best way to go about this one, I think. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.